Welcome to the podcast where you eavesdrop into conversations between my friends and I on a weekly basis. My name is Lily Jo, I'm a singer, songwriter, and I perform shows all over the world. I'm a qualified counsellor and an emotional wellbeing coach. You can also check out my award-winning online mental health resource, The Lily Jo Project. I know you will find gems of wisdom within the conversations that I have with my friends. Hopefully you will find tools and resources that you can hold on to, try and test for yourself all around the important subject of mental health and personal development. I am so pleased to welcome you to today's episode of Eavesdrop. Hi and welcome to today's episode. In today's episode, I am joined by the amazing Rebecca Cook. Rebecca and I have known each other for many years and I'm so excited to have her talk to you a little bit about where she's at right now and her role in the COVID-19 situation. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. (laughs) How are you feeling today? I'm all right. I feel like I've been quite productive on my day off. We've got makeup on, so it's a win. (laughs) Makeup is always a bonus in this lockdown stage of life, isn't it? (laughs) Brilliant. Well, you look gorgeous. Thank you for joining us today. So can you explain a little bit to the listeners about what it is you're doing to fight COVID-19 right now? What's your job role? So I'm a mental health support worker on a child and adolescent mental health ward. So the ward I work on, we have nine patients and they've all been detained under the Mental Health Act. So they've all been sectioned, unfortunately. So we're just there to help keep them safe anyway before all this corona had happened so we're just there to support them and help them work through all the issues whatever has led them up to being admitted to us really. Okay so on your ward who works there so you're a support worker did you say? Yeah so we have mental health support workers and we have the nurses in charge. I'm on nights at the minute so it's just usually support workers and the nurses but during the day you've got the consultants which uh, we've got the psychiatrists, the psychologists, the occupational therapists come in, we have ward activity facilitators that are called WAF, I love the acronym. <laughs> so during the day there's a lot more people there whereas at night it's all support workers and the nurses that they see more of. <laughs> Brilliant. So what was it that drew you to that role in the first place? Can you tell us a little bit about your story and where you've come from and and why you do what you do today? Yeah, of course. So when I was 17, I got sectioned two months as well. So prior to that, I'd just been self-harming quite a lot and struggling and just, you know, wanting to end my life and had tried, which which obviously was the reason I was led to being sectioned. So after being in the hospital and having like a lot of mental health support from the NHS and various other charities, as I got doing my A-levels and applying to uni I kind of changed my whole career path because originally I wanted to be a history teacher and after being poorly I was like no I want to go and help people go and help person like me (laughs) so ended up going to uni and doing psychology and volunteering through different projects at uni and then when I graduated and moved back home I ended up in schools trying you know helping pastorally and now I'm in a mental health hostel which is where I've wanted to be for a few years (laughs) so it took a bit but I've got there. (laughs) 
Wow, that is so exciting and so inspiring that you could turn your pain and experiences into helping other people and supporting other people. It's so admirable. Thank you. I think I just always thought that if my story would help one person, it was worth it. Because a lot of people, I know when I was struggling, you just can't see a way out. So a couple of the patients, I don't go into detail of what had happened to me, but they just know that I was poorly when I was their age. And they're just like, but now you were, I'm like, yeah, now, now I'm here, you know, you know, helping people like me who struggle to like you. And they're really impressed. <laughs> wow. Like, you can do it as well. <laughs> so inspiring i love that rebecca thank you so rebecca wrote a blog for us a while back now in the early days yeah. um, about how she overcame self-harm and how she continues to choose better ways to look after her mental health than self-harming so we'll pop that blog in the show notes so people can have a little read more about your story so what has changed for you since covid19 so in terms of work the lack of PPE has been a struggle. <laughs> we've got some now, but that was a bit that was a bit difficult at first, especially because we've now got confirmed cases. And I think, especially for the patients as well, because obviously, you know, we're on lockdown, all leave has been suspended, so they can't even take them to the corner shop, which is Tesco, so they can get like a little treat or go out for a walk with them or anything. So they're getting a lot of cabin fever because they're isolating in the bedroom. But because obviously we're a hospital there's some stuff they're not allowed in their rooms due to risk if they've got you know if they're at risk of hurting themselves or anything so they're quite frustrated more and bored. So you're finding patients are struggling to deal with the lockdown measures? Yeah I think it's just because they're stuck on the ward whereas normally they'd be you know going up to education seeing the other patients off other wards you know they'd be able to go out and leave walking in swimming groups but because of lockdown everything's just stopped and they're just on the ward 24 7. Mm. Yeah it sounds like that's really difficult. So Rebecca how has COVID-19 changed the way you usually do things on your ward? How are things different now? A simple one would be some of the, our patients had kitchen access so you know they could come in and make their own supper and everything but obviously with the corona and the possibility of germ spread they're not allowed in the kitchen like everyone people have specific ways you like the toast or their tea I'm a terrible brew maker all my patients will tell you so <laughs> so none of them ask me for a brew anymore so just simple things like that I mean I'm I've been on nights most of the time of lockdown now so in a sense of the day-to-day -day routine I just know so I was on days for a bit so like obviously I mentioned the, the patients can't go to education and stuff I think the staff were just noticing a lot less staff that we're familiar with coming in and we're having new staff which is a bit a bit more stressful because the patients don't know them so they're just when a new face comes on they're just a bit like oh. got the PPE now so that was that's better so everyone was a bit stressed about that and whether or not we were wearing it all on the ward or just to the patients who have got it when we go into their rooms and everything so basically your patients were allowed to have some freedoms and move around but yeah. because of the virus they now have to stay in their bedrooms is that correct yes yeah, so we've got three confirmed cases two of them when i was in the other night were having to self-isolate in their bedroom as well so they are just they're just really bored they're fed up of being in their rooms <laughs> but obviously because of some of them some of the 
their risk to themselves that they're not allowed certain things in their bedroom that would keep them occupied you know like a tv or a phone for whatever reason so it's trying to keep them safe while in isolation but also trying to keep them occupied as well <laughs> mm, sounds like a really tricky situation to be in like kind of protecting them but also protecting everyone else around them it sounds really tricky to navigate so well done you and your team for kind of keeping those patients as well and as healthy and as safe as you possibly can because you're working in the hospital and obviously there are confirmed cases does that affect your movements outside of work so when you're at home do you have any extra precautions that you have to take or how is it affecting you the fact that you're in such close proximity of the virus yeah so when I come home after every shift there is a bin bag and a towel waiting for me behind the door so I have to strip and shower before I can do anything which is always great um, my mum forgot to leave me a towel behind the door the other day which was which was interesting <laughs> so I ran straight upstairs to the bathroom so obviously that happens to shove all my clothes on a very high wash outside of work so luckily my mum works in a supermarket we don't need to go out and do our shopping so she brings it in but I would normally see it go and see my grandma or drop stuff off but because she's one of the high risk as well but because I work I'm working with it as well both of those together it's just it's just not happens I keep ringing her because she's been upset she's not seen me but I was like for now grandma this will have to <laughs> this will have to be it <laughs> Mm, it's so sad isn't it not being able to see the people that we love but actually just it's so important that we don't isn't it yeah my grandma kind of thinks she's invincible and as lovely and as, as much as I love it she's not <laughs> she has a lot of other health conditions so trying to explain to her the seriousness of it and she was just she wasn't for understanding it and I was like for now I just can't come and see you it's a birthday in a few weeks so I was like I'll wave at you through your window <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think something that I'm definitely learning through this is that physical connection that we have with other people is so vital, isn't it? And I'm so taking it for granted. <laughs> uh, even just on your days off or when you're free, just spontaneously message someone like, oh, are you free? Do you want to go and grab a, a coffee? Or, I mean, I don't drink them, but, you know, just go and do something. Now you're just like, oh we can't I've never been so grateful for video calling and I hate ringing people but I'm so grateful for it now because I can still see them even if I can't go and be with them I can still kind of see them <laughs> so how would you say this outbreak is affecting your mental health or what are you doing in order to maintain positive mental health throughout this time so I'm making sure I'm taking my medication that's always a good one <laughs> And making sure I go outside actually on my days off because sometimes I just be like oh, I don't want to whereas now I'm just like no I need to go outside even if it's just for a quick 15 minute walk and making sure that when my brain is telling me something that oh you're rubbish or nobody likes you etc that I'm actually like no I know this isn't <laughs> this isn't true because obviously no one can see each other so it's just one of those things that, and everyone's busy like with me and the way my mental health has been in the past it's just that if I don't speak to anyone it's just everyone hates you nobody likes you and actually it's not the case it's just everyone's busy everyone's figuring out how to survive in lockdown which is we've gone from you could do anything basically and now you're just like oh I can't and it's just more stressful <laughs> Mm, yeah anything else that you're doing in order to 
maintain positives and mental health. I can't remember the the correct like counselling term for it, but you know, like the CBT where you, you the evidence that you have to provide. So like you've got a thought about I'm rubbish or everyone hates me, just like where's the evidence for this? My friend did it to me the other day because I was just like, eh. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to see BT you right now. <laughs> so. yeah. It's that thing where you take the thought, I like to jot it down on a piece of yeah. paper and then you can look at how is that thought making you feel? So what is the emotion right now? Is it sad? Is it lonely? Is it depressed? Out of how many percent so it might be that you're feeling 100% depressed, 90% sad, 95% lonely and you rate your emotions and then you look at what is the fair and the realistic thought yeah. right now and you look through all the possible scenarios that are fair and realistic and then you rate your emotions again you go oh well actually after thinking more fairly about this I feel about 30% sad I'm still sad because the situation is still the same but actually when I think about it through proper filter actually yeah. I'm only 30% sad rather than 100% sad so yeah. yeah it's really important isn't it that we take captive our thoughts yeah. and that we actually think well would this thought stand up as evidence in a court of law yes or no <laughs> you know if it wouldn't then it's not true so yeah. it's really important that we're doing that it's a really great reminder Rebecca definitely yeah that's been very like crucial in my recovery remembering to do that <laughs> definitely really good do you have any examples of things that have happened over the last couple of weeks whilst in lockdown that have surprised you or things that you've learned about yourself that you didn't realize what are your learning takeaways so far i'm loving that how all the communities are pulling together like there's someone from my church her and her husband and three boys have set up like a fruit and veg store for the elderly and all their neighbors so people who are vulnerable can go and get it they've been delivering stuff and just that all the community spirit like there's a scarecrow competition going on round in Bolton up near me for loads of houses that have been doing scarecrows and I think just the sense of community and realizing that everyone's pulling together you know and remembering the vulnerable so I'm, I'm really hoping that people still remember remember the vulnerable and the elderly when we're not in lockdown anymore I always forget and it's so simple but going outside like there's some days where I just don't go outside and I feel a bit rubbish and then I think about it and I was like I've not even gone outside for some some air like when I'm at work I always go outside on my break because I'm like oh, the, the ward air is, is, is getting on my nerves whereas when I'm at home I just forget to go into the fresh air I've got a garden I could just go and sit in that <laughs> yeah so getting outside is so key isn't it for just yeah. feeling alive and just feeling that fresh fresh air in your lungs yeah. really really important another thing I've learned is I've seen so many people learning new skills and everything which is great but also remembering to be kind to yourself if you've not you know if you've not learned your skill or you're struggling with lockdown that's fine like none of us have been in this situation before so it's all new to us so if you've learned a new skill that's amazing but if you've not that's, that's allowed like <laughs> need to not yeah. be so mean because I'm the worst for it it's like I, you could tell everyone how bad I am for comparing myself to others <laughs> <laughs> remembering yeah, not to do that <laughs> it's so important isn't it that we're kind to ourselves and that we do what only we can do for that day and, and we celebrate that moment moment by moment so what would you say to us here at home obviously you have the luxury of going out to work we don't but what would you say to us guys how would you encourage us 
right now in this season that we're in. I know everyone's getting a bit fed up about being stuck in, especially because we've got such nice weather, this never happens. <laughs> so I know that everyone wants to go outside. In the future, we will be allowed to go out and, you know, there's going to be such a celebration. I'm so excited when it's all over. But I think it's just important. The longer we don't follow the guidances, the longer we'll be sadly stuck in the situation, which a lot of people I know are struggling with staying at home. And, you know, if you are staying at home and struggling, do not feel bad about struggling because you're at home I know a lot of people I've spoken to recently are struggling with being stuck at home and they don't know why I was like we don't I don't think we need a reason <laughs> you don't need a reason to be struggling being stuck at home <laughs> like please stay at home <laughs> like yeah you just don't want anyone you love or you know to be, be poorly with it like I've seen a few people at work who have been poorly with it and it's not the nicest yeah so we need to stay at home we need to stay at home in order to save lives don't we that's the government yeah. guidelines as you said and that's what we need to be doing so we need to learn how to be patient and learn how to navigate this time the best way we possibly can so thanks so much for giving us a behind the scenes tour of what life has been like for you as a mental health support worker it's been really helpful for us to know and really encouraging for us to continue to stay home and protect you as you go out and protect others so thank you for everything that you're doing really just thinking of you and hope that you stay well and safe as you come into contact each day with this horrible virus so thanks so much for sharing that with us thanks for giving us your time on your day off we really appreciate it and we hope this podcast helps somebody who's listening today thanks so much rebecca thank you <laughs> On the podcast, we cover a range of sensitive topics and perspectives. Some of the points raised in this episode you may strongly agree with or strongly disagree with. I want to know who you are and what you think. Last season we had so many downloads, but we don't know who you are. I want to get to know you. I really want to hear your thoughts and continue the conversation. And that's why I've created a brand new Facebook group. You can find the link to the group in the podcast description or you can search for Lily Jo Presents Eavesdrop on Facebook. I am so excited to get to know you. I will see you in the group. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, why not share with your friends? Please check the description box below for extra links and further information to some of the topics discussed in today's episode. Also, you'll find information about what's coming next. For further information, top tips and advice on all kinds of mental health issues, including low mood, anxiety, self-harm, eating disorders and more, please do check out www.thelilyjoeproject.com. You can find my music across all digital platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. See you next time.